0: welcome to home dad chat brought to you by the national at home dad network my name is brock my name is danny we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. so sit back relax and enjoy the show
1: I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. don't no worry about my weight. Got the dad bar rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me.
0: I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Home Dad Chat. Tonight, we are going to have a wonderful conversation with a good friend of ours, R.L. Eisenberg, and we're going to be talking about Hanukkah. And uh, I have not really celebrated Hanukkah as like part of my tradition or my family, but I did get involved in celebrating Hanukkah in a very interesting way uh, just a couple of years ago. And uh, Danny, I don't know if you had any experience with uh, celebrating Hanukkah.
2: Um, Well, I've never celebrated it. No, but um, have had... Uh, Friends throughout my life who have and uh, studied a little bit about uh, Jewish tradition and um, just various things, basically, uh, because it was for me, it was the precursor to Christianity, which was what I was learning to be. So it's understanding the words that we use and why we use and what they came from. And that led me more to figuring out, especially because, you know, I, I, again, we said this last week, but I didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. So Christmas was no big holiday to me. So Hanukkah honestly was just as important, um, which is kind of just middling important, you know, I didn't celebrate either one. So um, it was kind of, it was kind of cool for me because a lot of what I learned about uh, Passover as an example, as a kid uh, being raised as a Christian um, lended it lent itself to understanding more about the Jewish community or about uh, the Hebrew language. So I was a little familiar. I'm definitely, especially not now, because that was Thirty-five years ago or so, so it's all
0: uh, it's all blurry at this point. But well, then we'll yeah, hopefully, we'll yeah. all learn something new then from it. So I know that's I'm what sure. I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, so yeah, so, so much. We'll, yeah, and so we'll have Ari in here in just a bit here to talk. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see he's just kind of hanging out on screen and 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 watching us right now. And. uh, It's not his
2: turn to talk.
0: Not his turn to talk. Cut him off, (laughs) sir. We'll we'll get him in there. (laughs) But uh, before before that, uh, so we're going to start a new segment and it kind of falls in line with something old that we've been doing. So something new, something old, not a wedding, but, you know, uh, but basically, um, you know, we've always talked about the things, how our week was and that kind of deal. But one of the things that we wanted to build into that and invite the listeners into is being able to share what's been going on with you. So, What we want to see is for your listeners to hop onto Anchor and just put in a short little, I think you get like about 30 seconds or so, and let us know like who you are, where you're from, and what's something good that happened uh, this past week uh, for you. And then we're going to take those little snippets and we're going to put them all into a segment in the middle of the show so that everybody can hear what's going on and kind of just build a little bit of community with that. So, uh, Danny, how was, uh, how was your week and uh, what's something good that happened for you, man?
2: My week's been pretty busy. Um, it's it's We got back to school, of course, yesterday after the holidays, everybody had a week off. Uh, I pushed everybody's bedtime a little bit later and um, we kind of paid for it on Monday morning, <laughs> but it was good. It was really something that we wanted to do um, because we had just some extra time. We didn't have to get up in the morning. We might as well You know, they're going to sleep in. Sometimes the older kids did, the younger kids didn't. Um, But I really enjoyed the best part of it. I think for me is because they got to stay up a little bit later. Of course, they were very happy. And then they still kind of got up early in the morning and it was just two instead of four, Um, which it's still two kids. But uh, it's a lot of time this week that I got to spend just with my littles. You know, whereas usually it was the other way around where I had to get up my grumpy teenagers and, and uh, get them out the door, (laughs) but my littles were kind of just happier and we, you know, we'd sit around and we had breakfast and we, you know, what do we want for breakfast? We want to make breakfast or we want to, you know, we want to get something out of the freezer or whatever, because we have some little nasty, like sausage, egg and cheese, croissant things that they love. And I'm like, sure, (laughs) eat them. you know, you can have dad, sure. Um, but some days we cooked and some days we just took things, you know, and sometimes we just had toast. It was fine. Um, but I think I'm really most grateful for having done that in hindsight, although it really was difficult Monday getting everybody back on schedule. Yeah. But having that extra time at night, so we got to watch a couple of movies. Uh, we did, did end up watching Nightmare One, uh, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas eventually. Okay. So um, got some good movies in this last week or at least snippets, parts of most movies. Heck Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was it for me. How about you, man? How's your week and what's been great?
0: For me, week was good. Um, you know, so Thanksgiving, um, you know, we watched 8-bit Christmas, which I was really excited about and we talked about that on the show, uh, just as an upcoming movie and so that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, we also just like we were watching, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, all that stuff uh, on Apple TV. Um, And I've got to make one one retraction because I got I got my uh, my balls busted uh, last night during dad lounge from uh, Grady Black because uh, he was like, you messed up, man, with the whole national lampoon thing. And I'm like, what? He's like, George Burns wasn't in national lampoon. And I'm like, what? And I like (laughs) I I did not pull up Google when I was talking about that. And I was like, what? No way. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God, you're right. It was William Hickey. That's who. That's who uh grandpa okay. Lewis was. So well, <laughs> or Uncle Lewis was. So you know, Ugh. you
2: said it and I just blame my bad memory. I'm like, oh heck, George Burns, awesome. <laughs> I love George because he was one of those guys that always smoked a cigar. And I remember was that even as a thing. kid. Yeah, yeah he was like 99 and a half years old and he's still smoking a cigar. You're like, I don't care, I'm gonna smoke a cigar. And yeah. um, so I'm glad you uh you made that uh, correction though, because that uh was, yeah, so, I was like, I just went with it because I figured you knew what you were talking about.
0: Oh man, as soon as I jumped on, Grady was like, I have a bone to pick with you. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble and then he's not gonna let you get away with it no he's he's not and then on top of it he also pointed out to me uh something that I didn't really think about and that's the fact that um Bethany the other like his wife in the show May uh Questal was actually the voice of Betty Boop um you know from the old Popeye movie or or from like that old Popeye Popeye, era Popeye and you know that kind of era you have Betty Boop (laughs) in there as well but yeah so she was the voice of Betty Boop which makes total sense when you like listen to her um but yeah so anyway apologies for anybody who was like what are you talking about George Burns so um you know I I blame it on the whiskey uh (laughs) we don't know what we're talking about sometimes so we watched lots of movies too, ate lots of pumpkin pie. My, my wife, by the way, makes an amazing pumpkin pie. Um, and so we were enjoying a pumpkin pie and staying up late watching, you know, just all kinds of shows and stuff and just having a good time. But I, I think that um, for us, the thing that was uh, what I enjoyed the most was we had our friend over who um, uh, sadly became a widow a, a month ago due to COVID. And uh, we had her over for, uh, for dinner and got to talk with her a bit. And uh, I, I think for me, like that was the big, uh, the big highlight, just getting to spend time with her. And then my wife actually spent time with her just the other night going through wedding pictures because um, apparently like. They've been to marry they were married for nine years and they never printed off any of their wedding pictures. And so it was one of those things where he was a man that he had to like really think through things and he thought way too much into it to where they never pulled the trigger on being able to actually like get the pictures printed. And so uh, she was saying that she wanted to get some printed up for Christmas for everybody as as like gifts. and so my wife uh, sat with her and and went through a bunch of that stuff. so um, so that was just it was just a good healing process, I think for all of us to be able to just kind of sit together and, and talk with her and just love on her. Mm-hmm. so um, yeah, that so that was the good uh, the good thing for for us this week. and uh, yeah, my kids going back to school has been been rough and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother line. We won't even get into that because that'll take up the whole rest of the show talking <laughs> about that craziness. That's why I've pulled my, poured myself a double of scotch tonight just to, <laughs> to get through things. Yeah. Um, but aside I, from that, like I'm so. Sure. If anybody else has stuff, make sure to send it to us so that we can hear what's going on good in, in your life. If it's anything, you know, it can be just fun stuff, too. I mean, honestly, we were joking about the fact of like, hey, I potty trained my kid. It was awesome. You know, um, you know, it can even be something fun as far mm-hmm. as like, hey, uh, I changed my kid's diaper and they peed on me. Like <laughs> The other one that- yeah, well the other one that's really bad is uh you know, my kid crapped in the toilet or, or crapped in the uh, the tub while I was trying to give him a bath kind of thing. He yeah. had to wash all the toys. So whatever it is, you know, like we want to hear it. So share it with us and and we're walking along, right alongside you in life uh, with all this and these are a lot of things that we've all experienced. So um but tonight on the show Talking Hanukkah, we have our good friend Ariel Eisenberg. So we want to bring him on and uh, Ariel, you are Free to jump on and start talking to us man how are you doing
1: i am doing great brock thank you so much uh for you and danny to for having me on um you were mentioning your wife's uh pie i gotta say my wife has you beat i'm sorry
0: <laughs> oh made, no
1: she made a pumpkin cheesecake um topped with a pecan brulee and a graham cracker crust and it's phenomenal
0: that does sound and, phenomenal, and I love cheesecake, and, so I would like it. My wife would like <laughs> <have> it, <laughs> and it's actually vegan. So, Ooh, okay, my, my
1: my one daughter who despises tofu will actually eat tofu now because of this pie. So, all okay. sweet, you know, contrast between different cuisines aside, it was a it was a good time, and uh, I opened tonight a abelor Aguna um, for the occasion. You poured yourself a double; I poured myself a single. It's cask strength, so.
0: Oh, yeah. A single is I a double in cast strength, strength rough, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds and, good nonetheless, man. That's awesome. And Danny, you got something too, man.
2: I have an, uh, I w- I will call it an early Christmas present, but really it was just a buddy of mine, Terry, who just said, you need some better bourbon in your life. And he sent me sample bottles of some of his favorites. And uh, this was number five of five. And he said, start at this one and go this way. And it's Old Forester Statesman. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm like this is, Number five. All right, let's go. I want to know where number one is pretty quick. So uh, I, I started really there at number five. That's pretty good. It. Right. I'm like, <laughs> where are we going, man? I, yeah, because right? I, I did look it up a little bit. I'm like, okay, because I want to figure two because I've got five of them. I'm hoping one of them. I'm just going to have it and be like, oh, man, this is it forever. This is what I want. And then I can find and go to my local guy, the bottle shop here in town and be like, hey, buddy. And I don't remember his name now, dang it! but I'll remember his name when I see him. Like, <laughs> hey, Johnny Joe, whatever your name is, um, remember me? And he will because I've got a Georgia accent. and yeah, so you're, Mohawk, new, so. you're new to the neighborhood. Well, you well, can get away oh, with it. I stick well, out.
1: Danny, let, let me just say that there is no favorite or forever bourbon, but there is always a go-to bourbon. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's always room for expansion, whether it be bourbon or scotch mm-hmm. or any other kind of single ball. There's for always sure. a go-to
2: this one is so good this old forester i mean it's got a little bit of burn
0: after but yeah when you said it was old forester earlier on i didn't i thought you meant like just like their base model i didn't realize like you had the statesman that's that's some good stuff so kudos to your buddy he's he's setting you up well he's i'm curious to know what else you got in there
2: (laughs) he's a he's a man among men for sure he has been uh just he's an incredibly generous person he's a very knowledgeable person and i love just knowing him i wish we lived closer and um but yeah but he uh yeah, he's he's definitely treating me right. That's for sure. I don't know what I've done, but I'll <laughs> well, glad we, whatever I did it. You know.
0: Well, anyway. before we get too far down this rabbit hole of things. Oh, what you got there, man? You got a dreidel. Oh,
1: you got a little dreidel.
0: Okay, I made yeah. This one out of wood. Okay, it's not oh, made, made, made out of it. clay.
1: Nice. It's not made out of clay. I made this one out of wood. Uh-oh. When I tried to spin it, I knew I'd win it if I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, thank you both for having me on. So now, now that we're past the whiskey part and and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, one good thing for this week part. What can I tell you gentlemen,
0: man? So, all right, I'll just go to this history wise for me in Hanukkah. I was telling Danny this before we jumped on, uh, I had, I grew up Catholic, uh, and you know, I grew up in a small area where there wasn't a whole lot, much more culture wise outside of that. I didn't really learn about Hanukkah until, uh, I heard Adam Sandler sing about it on Saturday night live. <laughs> <laughs> well, so i will
1: say that while hanukkah is a very popular american holiday it's not necessarily a religious or a major jewish holiday it's it's majorly observed yeah but it's not the type of holiday like rosh hashanah or yom kippur which is talked about in the old testament itself this this the events that happened during hanukkah happened after the writing of the Old Testament. So it's a joyous holiday, but it's not a religious holiday per se.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing that I was finding when I was just kind of like doing some like light Google searching through I that was uh also surprising to me because you do see it celebrated so like widely and out in the open around the United States. Um and and to like I don't know, like it's just one of those things where you know, if you live in an area where there's enough like diversity, you're going to come across different types of things. Like for instance, like here in Cincinnati, like we have a very large Jewish community actually here in town. And so like our big Christmas display, like lights and things at the zoo is called the Festival of Lights. And they actually even have like a section that you can walk through where they have like the menorah and they, they light a different, or they light a candle for every single night for that, which is really cool. Um, And so it gives people the opportunity for that. But I just also found out recently, and my, my family is going to go do this either tomorrow night, or maybe even Thursday night is that one of the local um, academies Jewish academies actually is putting on a drive through, uh, like, uh, it's a drive through Hanukkah display with like where they've got like a radio station that you can listen to and it'll actually tell you like the story and their songs and like it's a, it's a really neat education thing i actually heard about it on npr and i was like oh i've got to do this and it's free to like drive so, through
1: shout, shout out to sirius xm i hope yeah. it's okay that i'm saying this yeah I do man the chronica station oh cool right now um so i uh, you know, I've always appreciated that they're so inclusive. And when you say, mm-hmm. um, you know, the display called a festival of lights, I think it's also important in, in the interest of inclusivity to note how many different cultures have a holiday around the winter solstice time. Mm. Um, I know a lot of our Hindu friends just celebrated Diwali as well, um, yeah. which also is the festival of lights.
0: Okay. That's awesome. I, yeah, I didn't know that. That's really cool. So, And like we were talking about, like, the history of Hanukkah, it goes back into the Old Testament Maccabean uh, time period there, right? Is that, am I getting? So,
1: so it would be. I'll I'll let you, I'm
0: just going to open this up to you, man. You tell me a little bit. You, you, you you educate us.
1: (laughs) So here's, here's one of the things, you know, however, and I am by no means an eminent jewish scholar in any way shape or form i teach second grade sunday school okay <laughs> um i was born ra- born and raised jewish i teach my kids you
0: can keep it on the level for all of us to understand it that well <laughs>
1: so the events occurred um you know that the traditional history is alexander the great um was conquering the known world jerusalem surrendered to him and so he let the jews continue practicing judaism um as the um, Alexand- the dynasty of Alexander the Great um, continued on. Um, the new newer rulers became a little bit more um, suspicious of Jewish practice, a little bit more suspicious of how that could undermine authority in terms of, you know, socio consolidation of religion, everything like that. You know, if we're talking from a true historical perspective, um, and so they outlawed the practice of Judaism. Um, and mandated the erection of idols in town squares. Um, And so there was a revolt which started with um, Mattathias, who was the uncle of Judah Maccabee. Maccabee in Hebrew means hammer. So the idol smashers, Judah Maccabee, they smashed the idol and that instigated the revolt against um, the Assyrian, what was perceived as occupiers. Um, who are banning the practice of Judaism? So that's where the inception comes in. Um, these occupiers had taken over the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and defiled it. Were banning the practice of Judaism, um, you know. And of course, religious suppression is never okay. Yeah. Um, reg- yeah. Regardless of faith, religious suppression is never okay. Um, so the small band of Hebrew soldiers um, fought the much larger army of the Assyrians um, from the mountains for a period of three years. Um, Rocks and boulders, sticks and stones, they had no organized army. And so eventually after three years, um, they won their independence and they took back the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and then they found it defiled. Um, By defiled, we're talking about um, things that were Anathema to Judaism had been done in the temple. Sacrifices of uh pigs, which Mm -hmm. if you're looking at yeah, if you're looking at the laws of Kashrut of of the Jewish dietary laws, that's actually in the scripture is the prohibition of pork. Mm -hmm. Um it's one of two animals that's actually prescribed. Everything else is rabbinic. Um so you know, a pig had been slaughtered on the altar of Adonai. Um idols had been erected and there's always supposed to be a sacred light that burns 24 hours a day, Um, all the time. The near time, the eternal light had been extinguished. And this was on the menorah of Jerusalem, which is a six armed menorah with a single candle in the middle that had been extinguished. So at that point, they didn't use candles, they used oil. And in cleaning the temple, they found only enough oil for one night. And by miracle, because it takes about eight days for more olive oil to be pressed and sanctified for the holy use. Um, That one day of oil lasted for eight nights instead um, until new oil could be pressed. And so that would be the miracle of Hanukkah, the miracle of the festival of lights. So from a religious perspective, it's the miracle. From a historical perspective, it's a battle for independence.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's, and it's a, it's an amazing story. Um, There's a lot of faith involved in it. And as far as like the idea of the blessing that, you know, God bestowed on his people to like, basically have that happen. So that's, it's really cool.
1: I want to reiterate, this is one iteration.
0: Sure. No, I get that. I by
1: no means claim to be an authority. And for every viewer that you have that has, You know, a knowledge of history and a knowledge of the Old Testament or of Jewish tradition, you're going to get a different version. So,
0: oh, good. And I welcome and I Mm -hmm. welcome people to honestly like share share with us like their what they have and you know going on in their family and things that they've been taught to. Because I think it's good to hear all sides of it um and give that give that ability for that platform and that voice so um so
1: that that being said it being a minor relative holiday i think that it has such a popularity in america in part because you know jewish families as they came over from wherever they were coming from the diaspora eastern europe or north africa and seeing the predominantly christian society of america celebrating christmas um Hanukkah happened to be around the same, same time. Yep. Families wanted to give their, their kids something more. So it evolved from more of the tradition of the Hanukkah miracle to a festival with presents and everything else. Um, so the Americanized version of Hanukkah is much more than a lot of the rest of the world might celebrate. Um, my mother-in-law is Israeli. She never celebrated American style growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it, well, and that's the thing. Like, so I know that with Hanukkah, there are like, you know, you get the seven nights, there's different things that go eight, eight nights eight, or eight nights. Sorry. my bad. not want to talk about, I should remember that eight crazy nights, Adam Sandler, you know, like I get all that <laughs> <insight> from Adam <laughs> Sandler. Uh, yeah. And then we get your, you get the menorahs. So, um, and I'm going to talk about that too in just a second, because I know like there's some very special like things behind the menorah and like, different aspects of it but um so, yeah, so you have the eight nights you know there's different prayers and things like that and and this is the stuff that i got introduced to one of the things i didn't know though was i always assumed that families just it was like a you know like the christmas tree you have like one i mean some families have more than one christmas tree in their house and those people i don't know how to really apply to them but uh for for the <laughs> for the for hanukkah y'all have more than one one menorah and what's what's the deal with that
1: so i think again as everything in judaism you're going to get as many different opinions as stars in the sky let's go back to abraham <laughs> okay um you know when i was growing up we had one menorah for the family that was it we lit her one menorah it was beautiful it was tradition There's absolutely nothing wrong with it when i met my wife shira She already had her own menorah. So why should we decide which menorah to use Mm. when both menorahs are fully legitimate and worthwhile and beautiful to be displayed? Mm -hmm. Um, So when our first child is born, she received her own menorah as well. And so now we have a tradition where the first night we light everyone's menorah. Everyone gets to light the menorah the first night. And then each other night, you know, a child gets to light their own menorah. then we have a night where we light the family menorah, which is a menorah that Shira and I got when we were dating. And then the final night, we light all the candles. Now, if my math is correct, um, you need 48 candles for a menorah for all eight nights of Hanukkah. Because you have the eight branches of the Hanukkiah, because in Hebrew, menorah is simply a candle holder so uh-huh. okay in in the temple the menorah was the candle holder for the near tamid and had six branches this is technically a Chanukiah because it has eight branches eight. with a central candle which would be the shamish you light the shamish and then you light the other candles the newest candle always goes first because otherwise it gets jealous of the other candles
0: <laughs> and it's left or right isn't it is that correct just like hebrew yep left or right yeah
1: so the, the candles go in progression from left to right, but you always light the newest candle first. So the candles go in progression from left to right on a night-by-night night basis, but you always light from right to left.
0: Ah, okay. Very cool. Um, so, and like I said, like my family got involved with this a couple of years ago with, with Hanukkah um, because of a post that you put, I don't remember if it was in... I don't know if it was on like just your public page or if I think it might've been just on your public page, possibly it might've been in the national at home dad as well, but it was back a couple of years ago. Um, there was an incident that took place in Pittsburgh where, um, and I think there were a few other places too, where, um, synagogues were getting attacked. And I remember you posting the story about, um, your daughter kind of being apprehensive about, celebrating it because of just the oppression that was coming at uh, the Jewish people. And I remember like turning to my wife and like reading the story to her. It was just like, like, look at this, like, listen to the story. And she knew you through just me talking about you from like dad 2.0 and home dad con and stuff. And, and we were just kind of talking about the fact that like, yeah, you got the shirt on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doug French would be so happy. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I mean, we were just like, man, our kids, like, what would it look like for our kids to be in that situation? And, you know, we really felt like we wanted to get behind, you know, just supporting and showing like an allied spirit towards the Jewish people. And it, it seemed like a lot of other people were in the same camp. Like they were all just like, all right, like, what can I do? And you you seem to take quite of initiative on it in a lot of ways. And we're very like open to to talk to people and, and help out in some different areas. And like, we went out and like, ended up buying our own, but it seemed like you were going kind of above and beyond what was all going on at that time for you and your family.
1: So um, as I said, I think earlier, I, I teach second grade Sunday school. Um, and pardon me if I get a little emotional, uh, it's, it's a pretty emotional memory. Um, yeah, definitely i found out about the shooting at the pittsburgh synagogue um when i finished teaching sunday school that day um so a gunman had gone into the synagogue um and opened fire i i forget if it was sunday or saturday but i i had just found out about it um knowing that i and and my daughter found out about it and said yeah ted do, do you think we should put up our Hanukkah decorations this year? Do you think we should put our menorah in the window? Because the tradition is to put your menorah in the window to broadcast your faith and your pride in your faith for everyone to see. And in a predominantly non-Jewish community, and, and we have a wonderful community in Naperville that has all different religions and cultures um, and and so we're truly blessed in that way. But she just didn't know if she felt safe doing that, uh, yeah. broadcasting her faith. Yeah. And I said, You know, sweetie, look, we have a menorah or we have a mezuzah on our door uh, on every Jewish home. You'll see on the doorpost What's a small thing? box and that's called the mezuzah that's a conversation for another home dad chat
2: so <laughs> yes it is Great.
1: It, it identifies a jewish home
2: mm-hmm.
1: i said we're already identified as a jewish home the spirit of hanukkah is to be proud of your faith we can't let this hinder us and there's a wonderful um story um about another community that um put menorahs in their windows in support of a Jewish neighbor who had experienced anti-Semitism. Um, and, and it inspired me to post, I, I believe nationally. Um, but yeah, people all over the neighborhood um, wanted menorahs. And um, I worked with a local organization to provide menorahs to, that, to those families, um, whether through menorahs they had or menorahs I was able to snag. Um, and, and it was beautiful and, uh, you know, I've, I've never raised my children to be anything but proud of their heritage and their culture and background. Um, so it was very special.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was definitely, it, it was, it was, um, it was a time where it was really beautiful to actually like watch how you as a dad, walk that out with your kid. I I think that that's something that, um, you know, as, as parents, like, you know, it's not, it's not something on the forefront of like how, you know, how would I deal with the situation kind of thing. But, um, it was really, um, to me, like I felt, um, I felt blessed to get, to be brought into that circle being able to like, see you walk that out and, the way that you supported your kids, and the way that um, you were, you know, trying to, um, you know, just raise raise awareness to everybody else, and and it, I don't know, like it was just to me, like it was one of those things where it's like, man, like the unity that was involved, and people were like, I'm not Jewish, but man, I'm I'm willing to like put this put this in my window, and I'm willing to celebrate that, you know, this this holiday that i know probably absolutely nothing about but i'm willing to learn some things about it and um yeah i want to
1: give a big shout out to uh to brian gordon at foul language comics as well um because he did a beautiful piece um brian does dad centric uh comics um with the Foul language brand i believe he's expanded into other avenues as well um but he did a a really meaningful piece um, that he told me was inspired by that story. Um, mm. You can check it out on his website. Um, but you know, just in terms of identity and and heritage and and how we identify, I think it's meaningful when different cultures are represented and identified, um, whether it be Hanukkah, whether it be Diwali identity and representation matters and my kids recognize the absence of recognition okay they ab- they recognize um you know when something is absent about hanukkah and it's only for christmas or something like that and so you know a happy holiday is is appreciated as well as anything else and and we try to teach you know, appreciation of all holidays, regardless of, of how they're um, related to ourselves. Um, yeah. And I, shout out to Lowe's for wishing everyone a happy Hanukkah as well. The only corporation I saw that do it over uh, Thanksgiving break.
0: Nice. That's awesome Good for Lowe's. Lowe's. That is cool. I didn't see that. I'll have to look for that. We'll have to post that up for sure, because that's awesome, man. I, I think that the other thing, um, honestly, with just the fact that like you're talking about like the happy holiday stuff, you know, grow, growing up, uh, growing up Catholic, and then kind of transitioning into like just a non-denominational Christian side of thing. Like people have had like such a hubbub about like, Oh, like keep the merry and Christmas. And I'm just like, for me, like, I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, you know, be, be sensitive to the fact that you're not the only ones in the room. Like I, I've had, I have this conversation with people all the time. I'm like, you know, how is it loving to exclude people during a time when everybody is celebrating a holiday like why can't it just be happy holidays and uh so i hope that more people catch on to just the fact that like kind of december is just a very much just a i feel like a season of faith and really just you know enjoying celebrating with your family and coming together like that thanksgiving to christmas time like that's that's kind of that's that's the time of the year, man. You're like kind of closing up the year, especially well, you look the past at, two years of how crazy it's been. <laughs>
1: yeah, no kidding. I mean, you, you look at the whole span of holidays over the year, regardless of um, culture, it's seasonal transition, right? right? Fall into winter, spring into summer. We're mm-hmm. looking at the progression of seasons. We're looking at how it might have been observed and what might have been important to our ancestors yeah Um, so if 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 you go developmental that way so um, what's
0: what is what is what is hall or what's hanukkah look like for you and your for your family like what do you guys what do you guys do this because it's i mean it started last night this or sorry it started sunday night so we're in the night night, we're in the night three so yes um and everybody's going to be hearing this after it's over with but still like um what do you, what do you guys been doing as a family and what are you guys going to be doing as the week goes on?
1: So quick crash course. First night was Sunday. First day was Monday. So all Jewish holidays start at sundown the night before. So anytime you see on a calendar, a Jewish holiday, assume that it starts at sundown the night before. Um, But we're lighting the candles, we're singing the songs. And for, for us, we've established for our family, no gifts on the first night. Hanukkah is not about gifts. It's about the meaning. It's about the miracle. It's about perseverance and faith. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we are strictly no gifts on the first night. Um, and then we just try to break it up because, you know, in America, it is a, festival of giving as much as a festival of lights you know it is there are some different meanings in america as to other places um so we play dreidel um traditional hanukkah game it's a spinning top it's actually a gambling game
0: how do you play it what Um, is tell me tell me about this game because like okay it's 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 a i mean to me it's a top like what is it
2: yeah if you're going to teach somebody a gambling game you should ask them if they have money right
1: (laughs) So, so if rock. I'm going to ask you if you have money during Hanukkah, I'm going <laughs> to ask you if you have gelt. Oh, gelt. Because gelt is Yiddish for money, okay? Okay. So Eastern European Jews spoke Yiddish. Gelt is money. Um, that's transitioned to our American culture is gelt being chocolate coins. So some families play for chocolate coins. My family, we used to play for like uh, nuts, like pecans and almonds and walnuts and stuff. So you play with whatever. Um, but everyone starts with a little pot a little bit in the middle and you spin the dreidel and there's four sides of course you have the letter nun in hebrew you have the letter gimel the letter hey and the letter shin and together that spells Nes gadol haya sham or in hebrew a great miracle happened there. That's an American dreidel. Now you have an Israeli dreidel. Nes Gadol Haya Po. That letter is different because in mm-hmm. America, a great miracle happened there. there. In Israel, a great miracle happened here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my mother-in-law picked up some Israeli dreidels for the kids. Um, but it's a gambling game. If you spin and you land on gimel, you get everything that's in the pot. You spin and you land on hay, you put two in. You spin and you land on shin. I'm sorry, you spin and you land on shin, you put two in. Hey, you take two out. And none, nothing happens, it's a wash. Of course, there's variations on play, but that's the general thing. A great miracle happened there. Um, you know there's some traditional stories behind the dreidel the validity of which is questionable when you look at actual historical context but it's a fun game nonetheless and associated with hanukkah
0: yeah
1: it sounds like
2: fun is the miracle the miracle that the lamp oil lasted the full eight days is that the miracle that that the dreidel's talking about
1: that that would be the miracle um with the with the hanukkah story um
2: just making sure I've got the you know, details. Right.
1: Yes. Now, I mean, I even have Texas hold'em dreidel. So <laughs> there's all sorts of variations and adaptations yeah. that you can play. Um, but it, it's a joyous holiday. It's a mm-hmm. joyous holiday of perseverance. It's a joyous holiday of sharing a family of food, the traditional foods eaten during Hanukkah. I don't know how we're doing our timing. Um,
0: good bring it on East- man I, we got to hear the food
1: part yeah sure. all right food food of course Yeah,
2: you're, you're right where i want to be now this is <laughs> okay. this is where the show starts for me
1: <laughs> so you know again another show but we're talking different um jewish populations and diff- different immigration groups um eastern european jews would traditionally eat um, latkes or potato pancakes on Passover or on uh, hanukkah now during Hanukkah there is an absence of oil. So what do we do during Hanukkah? We eat foods fried in oil. We have an abundance. Mm-hmm. So these potato pancakes have to be fried in oil. In yeah, Israel buddy. they don't they don't have potato pancakes. Right? Israel is an arid um area there you can't grow potatoes um north african jews didn't have potatoes so they eat other fried foods like jelly donuts or so the two most traditional foods associated with hanukkah are potato pancakes or latkes and sufganiyot or jelly donuts
2: is it i'm sorry sufganiyot is that what it sufganiyot
1: sufganiyot, sufganiyot, sufganiyot. is the sufganiyot. plural jelly okay. donuts
2: Yeah, yeah i would love to be able to say jelly donuts in every language just because oh, yeah. just to I show up somewhere I'm Berlin-er. So it's going, yeah right I, I yeah picked, well, I <laughs> picked... I'm a he's a donut he's a donut <laughs> about
0: a, about a month ago i actually was at my uh, local bottle shop i actually picked up a jelly donut uh like ale and it was and it it had like it, the menorah and everything on it. i was like what well, i gotta pick this up i gotta try it like the pretty. it was Is all right it? it was a little weird <laughs> But it was all right. It was like a pastry, something or other. I don't know. It was very odd.
1: Nah, I'll stick with my scotch.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> well, love though the fact that that the abundance is what you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. You know that we, you know, because it was a time there was no oil, like you said, and oil for lamps, and then also oil in any way, of yes. course. And that ability to step forward and say yes, yes, this was because of the description. Honestly, as I've read the description of the defiled temple uh previously and um the altar to Adonai and and it really it hit me hard uh because of just well I mean obvious reasons I'm not gonna get into it because I would literally cry if I tried to, to retell that story because it's just terrible you know but to come from that and and to remind yourself yeah this is our abundance now this is our life now this is the glory and the in the in the wonder that we have that we're living in and that celebration of the rededication of that temple in my obviously non-jewish mind is that same celebration you know that same yes here we are yeah it was awful it was terrible but this is what we're doing now this is where we're at now and i love that that the celebration also involves eating a lot of fried food i mean that's just that's beautiful
1: (laughs) and it's a joyous celebration but uh you know you know, so every joyous celebration, you, c- you celebrate however makes you most joyous. I am. Um, I'm sorry.
2: Hanukkah has
1: been Americanized a little bit more in terms of decorations. Um, if you mm-hmm. were in Israel or other parts of the world, you would not see any decorations. Outside in our lawn right now, we have spinning dreidel lights projected onto the garage. Yeah. We have a giant teddy bear holding a dreidel inflatable. I think it's about seven feet tall. Um, we have a happy Hanukkah sign. Uh, we have some other dreidel lights under the pine tree. We had an eight-foot tall menorah that the uh, motor just died on the blower. Um, I'm oh. trying to get replaced before. You were telling Hanukkah. me about that. I feel so bad. Oh. So our, our our synagogue has a a festival of lights um, where we have a map of different families who have. Um, you know, committed to decorating for Hanukkah so that the um, Jewish children can have that same sense of ah, seeing all the Christmas decorations, but seeing Hanukkah decorations. Yeah,
2: that representation. Um, That's so important.
0: Well, yeah. So you were talking about like the chocolate coins and stuff. And it just reminded me of um, friends of mine. um, They partnered with um, a Jewish um, company And they started up a chocolatier uh, shop actually in the local coffee shop that's just down the street from me, and it's called Elon's Chocolate. And so it's a kosher certified chocolate. Oh, my gosh. The stuff they make is freaking amazing. It's all like these like amazing dark chocolates and and whatnot that are. um, They're actually like uh, mostly, I think they're like 70% like Peruvian. uh, Nice. Cow, but they're so good. I'll have to try to see if I can hook you up with some, man, because they are super good. They they
1: have to be better than the Hanukkah chocolates I got as a kid. Oh, they definitely are. I got to tell you. So. You know, Judah Maccabee is the hero of the Hanukkah story, right? The idol smasher. So, you know, you'd get a little chocolate Judah Maccabee wrapped in tinfoil. Well, you unwrap it, Santa Claus.
0: They took a chocolate
1: chocolate figure that had a beard, put tinfoil over it with a beard, (laughs) and called it Judah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. This yeah, there's some misrepresentation going on there for sure.
2: (laughs) Jeez, it's funny but awful.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but man, you know, I I really appreciate you coming on though and just and sharing about uh, about your faith and about uh, about Hanukkah because I I feel like it's a conversation that comes up in the and on the national uh, close page quite frequently with guys like because you've Mm -hmm. got guys who are married like there's mixed marriages like I remember one guy was saying like he's like my you know. I'm Catholic. My wife's Jewish. Like, how do we do this thing? And, you know, other people are like, I found out I was Jewish. Like, what does that mean? Kind of deal. And so um, I, I really hope that like guys listen to it to be able to get to hear a little bit of that. But I know that I've seen you jump in on some of those conversations and other guys too jump in and be able to just sort of walk alongside of people. And I think that's the thing that I love most about the close group is, you can ask those questions and be open about it. And there's a lot of support there. So I really appreciate you getting to come on that you came on the show, that you gave us time to to talk about it. Uh, I really hope that your daughter is in a better place with everything after she, everything that's going she, on.
1: She is she's, she's in a much better place. And she's um, cross crossing our fingers going to Israel this March um, um. with her youth group um awesome. hoping that uh, travel stays open yes. um but yeah you know the the jewish identity the jewish pride um the connection with with other um, underrepresented groups um visible or invisible um is there and important um and i appreciate uh brock and danny you both having me on to to talk about hanukkah and how um it fits into a season that so many people celebrate
0: definitely mm-hmm. definitely danny you got any final uh things you want to say or anything i'm putting you on spot <laughs> well
1: no
2: you know i always have something to say but uh, i think time-wise we're probably about where we need to be uh i my only thing was i was going to ask at some point. Um because I live in a, I, I don't. there's a brand new neighborhood where I live now. I don't really know anybody. You're in I, Georgia. I, I'm in Wisconsin now. Oh, so, Wisconsin. Well, I yeah, never mind. I wasn't. Yeah, in right. In Georgia, I right. could help you out. In Wisconsin, yeah. what do you want? Uh, well, I was going to ask. You know, if I if I did happen to see someone that was that was displaying the, and I'm going to still call it a menorah because I can't yeah. remember the other no, word. No, menorah that. is perfectly um, appropriate. So, um, if I see the candle holder in their window, is there something that I could? uh bring them or do for them you know because my idea you know is i want to give like i want to go next door to the neighbors and make them some bread or i want to do I just yeah. this is something i'd yeah. like to do and i really like the neighborhood the community is very tight-knit and i have to believe that if there are any jewish families in this area that they're um uh very few and far far between but we have a college right here. And of course, college can bring people from literally all over the world, although it's not Mm -hmm. that big a college. Um, but if it was something that, you know, what can I do to, to help, you know, to support, I guess,
1: I think, um, you know, the, the inclusivity aspect of, of keeping in mind how many different cultures have, um, religious or cultural observances around this time is important not just for judaism not just for christianity but for all cultures and faiths Um, that being said in a college town you could always see if that college has a hillel chapter um, which is a jewish student organization um, reach out to them and ask them how you can be part how can you be welcoming to that community um regardless of faith i would always be a little bit apprehensive just going up and knocking on someone's door and wishing them a happy holiday just (laughs) because who are you um you know but if you see someone that has a menorah in their window working in their yard just wish them a happy hanukkah or wish them a happy holidays even Mm -hmm. because it's just an acknowledgement
0: of a special time Mm -hmm. cool i love that that's great awesome answer man yeah thanks so much for sharing that definitely yeah Hey, yeah, we are up against the wall on time and everything. So Ariel, thank you so much for coming on and and talking with us. I just love getting to hang out with you. And I was bummed that that didn't get to happen at home Dadcon, but hopefully, hopefully we get to see you in Phoenix, man. And, uh, we can actually, uh, break some bread and, uh, share some whiskey together and, uh, and have a Mm, good time. I, uh, I, the last time I think I, I broke bread and shared a drink with you was uh, Orlando at the uh, sushi uh, place after I got oh, on board. Man. So that's been a long time. <laughs> that has been quite some time. That was lots things have ha- lots of things have happened since then. Well, but, you know, uh... what? that's
1: that's when I found out you like whiskey, and that's when I found out Kate Sol likes whiskey as well. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it was definitely a bonding experience, that's for sure. So, and that's that's what I love about that's what I love about National At Home Dad Network and everything. So. But uh, other than that, man, I hope that uh, Hanukkah is just a great time for you and your family. Many blessings to you. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. You have a a great one. And uh, we'll talk to everybody else again next week. Thank you. L'chaim to life. L'chaim. I'm a dad. That's what I do.